Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm your host, my name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host... Graham K. I am here talking to you from Ottawa, Canada in an Airbnb, trying not to kill my parents. Um, I, ha- I, uh, I am quarantining. Kirk is in L.A. with his antibodies, living free and easy, baby. Um, <laughs> not quite, he's being careful. But he has antibodies. We're all proud of him. This is the comedian's guide to autism. My brother has autism, uh, and Kirk's son has autism. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's true. I think that's a JJ. That's a pretty con- pretty concise um, opening for a podcast. I feel like we got it down to like fifteen seconds, twenty seconds, whatever it is. A lot of these podcasts you listen to, they just ramble on in the beginning. Uh, this is what our thing is. It's like a thesis. Mark Marin has uh, one of the most famous famous podcasts, right? And uh, his intro monologue slash complaining is longer than our whole podcast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's ten minutes long. It's twenty sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's twenty minutes yeah. of him complaining. Yeah, I don't know one person that listens to it. Everyone just fast forward. But and he's always like, "To you, to you guys who actually listen to this, he like if you sometimes you you can't change it because you're like driving or something." And it'll be, whoever's still listening, you're the real fans. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you can stomach that 20 minutes of complaining by a rich person who's interviewed president, a president in his garage. Yeah. It's like, things are going pretty well for you, bro. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> you own your own house, and the president comes stops by once in a while. Well, his girlfriend in love of his life just died of a mysterious disease. So That's, that's just recent, though. But he's been complaining for 20 years. That's true. She just passed away six months ago or something. Yeah. That's true. Um, anyway, uh, this is the Comedian's Guide to Autism, and, uh, you know, it's been, uh, an interesting week in terms of, um, my relationship with Peter. Every, you know, everything's just, is still good, but I, um, I, here's the thing. So, I decided that I, it, it was, I could go home and do it safely by renting a car and driving from New York. It's a nice s- big car. I got a giant truck in case it snowed, which it did. And it's a seven and a half hour drive. No big deal. And I got a, the the day before I left, I got a rapid COVID test and I got a um, regular COVID test, which is more reliable. And, but it takes like two days to get your results back. And so I got the rapid test the night before. It said I was negative. I'm like, I'm good to go. I have an Airbnb for the first week. And then I went the second week, I was going to stay with my parents because you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks. But I was going to get another like drive-through test in Canada before I go with my parents. I was going to be extra safe. So I was going to bookend COVID test, drive up, no mass transit. Boom, boom, boom. I, did, you know, I didn't even like... I, I went through a drive-through to eat. I peed in the woods. I was so safe. And... Um, I get to the Airbnb, uh, everything's fine, and then the next day I get a call from New York going, uh, the clinic going, you tested positive for COVID. I feel fine. It's, this is this was Tuesday, and it's like, uh, what is it? It's Friday. I still feel fine. So I might have a false positive. That's a thing. That's a thing. Um, but I'm obviously 
don't want to risk it and kill my parents. So I am going to get another week of Airbnb after this one and just miss Christmas. And then we'll have like a Russian Orthodox Christmas in January or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, you probably could have said a Canadian Christmas and half our listeners might've been really, is that a thing? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Jesus came out, was was later in Canada. (laughs) He was born on a different day. Oh, my brother's 28th. My brother's calling. So I haven't, I haven't told my brother yet. I'm going to tell him right now. There you are. Hold on a second. How you doing? Fine, much better. Good, good. So, um, I have some bad news. What? I I think I might have the virus. I might have COVID. <gasps> yeah, but I feel okay. I I don't think I'm gonna. I think I'm the lucky one. I'm very lucky. I'm not gonna. Some people don't get sick from it, who are lucky. Yeah. They just have the virus, and they can give it to other people, but they're not going to get sick. But they, other people get sick if they see other people. So I think that I'm one of those people. So I'm very lucky. I'm not sick. But I, it means I can't see other people until after Christmas. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get stay in a hotel for longer until after Christmas, and then we can see each other. So, But don't worry. I'm going to be okay. But how can I give you your presents? I don't know. Um, well, you just hold them until I think maybe December 28th. Okay. And then we'll have a, well, I think you're going to have it's two Christmases. Yeah, you're going to have two Christmases. You're going to have one with mom and dad and then another one when I'm, I'm, I'm it's safe for me to be outside. Oh, I don't know why you got the virus. I don't know why I, I don't I don't know why either. I don't know why either. I, I was really safe. I I don't know. I think um I think I went to my, my corner store and no, people weren't wearing a mask in there and I might have gotten it there. But I also think there's a chance that I don't have the virus and there was a mistake. The test was a mistake. So I don't know. So you can't come to mom and dad's place? No, because my the girl I'm dating, she doesn't have it. She just got a test, and it's negative. So it might have been a mistake test. But because of that, I have to stay in a hotel for another week. Oh, fine. Yeah. But I'm doing my, my podcast radio show right now. Can I call you back later? Sure. Do you have anything to say to the listeners? Well, today, our mom and dad's place, I just wish I didn't look a little bit grumpy, but it's just that I think when Dad said something as a joke, I guess I could have taken it, but I guess I just didn't want to focus on the joke if I was already in the middle of having lunch. It's tough. My friend Kirk, you know Kirk? That's Kirk. Do you see him? What's up, buddy? Merry Christmas. He says Merry Christmas, Um, but uh, he gets grumpy too. He was grumpy today before the podcast. (laughs) He was a real grump. I had to tell him he was being a grumpy grumpy Gus, and we were going to do a podcast. So we all get grumpy. Don't worry about it. Well, I know Mom says we shouldn't be grumpy and be happy because part of growing up, but I guess growing up camp it was easy to focus on too. And I don't want to start dwelling on how teachers from an old high school said grow up when they should have been able to sound nicely. Yeah, I understand. Well, I'll call you later, okay? 
Yes, but look, just one more thing. What? <laughs> I may be grown up, but it doesn't mean I can't like Spider-Man stars anymore. That's silly. Yeah, what do you say to that, Kirk? That's true, man. He said, I, uh, true. he said it's true. I love watching the movies. I don't like the dolls, but I love the movies. Yeah. Well, we got to go. I just he, finished The Mandalorian. Call back when you're ready. Okay, bye. That was a good check-in from Pete. He was, that was great. He was sad when I told him. His face was like heartbreaking. I saw him. I was like, oh, no. He was like, why'd you do that? Oh, that was a bad no. idea, Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fortuitous. He called in the middle of the podcast. That was... You know. Yeah, you guys are getting great content this week. Relevant, topical, yeah. coronavirus and autism, yeah. breaking news as we break it to Peter. Jeez yeah. Louise. You guys are getting your money's worth this week from this free podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, brings me to uh, the next point. Uh, guys, uh, you could donate to our podcast safely and securely at patreon.com. Um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash autastic. We, and if you're between jobs and not working, review us on an app, wherever you listen to this podcast. It takes two seconds. Sorry to cut you off, Graham. I was just going to say, give us a quick five-star review. I love hearing about Graham's grumpiness or whatever you want to say. Kirk's I don't want to influence you guys too much. No, no, no. Let's, let's change the narrative to Graham's yeah. grumpiness. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. It means the world does. Sorry I cut you off, buddy. Go ahead. No, that was what I was going to say. You're being a team player. You always, you know. You're finally, you're finally getting it. <laughs> how's, how's JJ doing? JJ's doing okay. They are using the car a lot, so that's good. Um, it's been a little chilly out there, and so the car is getting used at least at least a couple times a week. So that uh, that warms my grumpy little heart. So that's good. I'm excited well, about that. Well, that's good. Uh, that's good. You contributed. Yeah. That's amazing, and it, it works. Yeah, sometimes, I you, it. sometimes yeah. you. Well, I'm not saying you don't, but I'm just saying like. Sometimes you just you you know humans we make uh, we we do a, something like that and it doesn't work out. People don't end up using it. You think it's going to be this great thing and it, it just not doesn't. Yeah. But it's nice when like last year instead of buying my mother uh, the usual um, like bath bomb and then like <laughs> what massage thing that she gets she always asks for every year i actually she has uh, bad allergies every morning and she has she's very congested and i bought her a room air purifier and it's changed her life you know and i really? i didn't know if it was going to work but i bought her like i spent money on a good one and they go to bed every night with this air purifier on and she's not she's like 70% less congested in the morning huh and like it's like you know, so I'm. You know, we. Uh, I, I do think it's. I do think it's funny when the people like uh, imply like comedians do this about white people a lot that somehow like allergies or nut allergies are all new things that just affect this generation that the older generation never has any stuff like. Nah, that's not true. They just suffer through it. Like, yeah, <laughs> allergies have been a thing for a long time. Hay fever, they used to call it. My like, my that's allergies. My mom is from that generation where she just doesn't complain. I'm like, mommy, you should. Uh, try this or this or that and you won't have these allergies she's like i'm fine i just take it's over in an hour and then i'm fine it's like every morning you wake up like you have a bad cold and then it's like she's just doesn't want to talk about it <laughs> yeah it's a different conditioning it's funny she's a refugee really so it's like she's like i've, I've seen worse i don't care 
I watched uh, American Pickle last night, and they did a similar thing where the guy, What's you know, that? time travels. That's that Seth Rogen movie where he time travels. Oh, he gets right. stuck in a pickle jar and comes up in the future in Brooklyn. Is that good? He's like in. Uh, it has a couple funny parts. It was surprisingly more religious than I thought it was going to be, which was not what I expected from Seth Rogen. You'd probably love but, that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a focus on the Jewish religion. I'm not Jewish, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just sure. Just kidding. I, th- I thought it was good. I thought it was good, but I do think they do highlight that where it's like, how many pairs of shoes do you have? He's like, seven pairs of shoes? Because, you know, every, that generation before, they've yeah. got one pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, it's just different, 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 different. Also, yeah. there, but their shoes lasted. There were leather shoes, but you could buy a nice pair of leather shoes and they would last you. But uh, we don't do that. <laughs> Should we do a, in the news? Which one do you want to do first, buddy? We got a couple of good options today. Uh, we can do the news. I can read the first one if you want. Sure, go ahead. Since uh, I found it, um, right. So this one is from ScienceMag.org seems reputable um the title is gene therapy ready to treat some forms of autism and it's by uh lydia denworth um and brendan uh borel both from spectrum um it's then it was originally published in spectrum so you just go to spectrum anyway um she's allison Barrett is a, a specialty veterinarian in new york city she treats animals that other doctors cannot help. When no good therapies are available, she invents one. (laughs) Cats and dogs consumed almost all of her time until six years ago when her second daughter was born. Um, As a baby, Quincy appeared healthy and happy, smiling. We all know the the story. I could skip ahead. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Doctors kept telling Barrent and her husband to give it time but the couple insisted on genetic testing. At seven months old, their daughter was diagnosed with Angelman syndrome, a uh, neurodevelopmental condition that affects as many as one in 12,000 people. Most people with Angelman syndrome have severe intellectual disability. They never talk or live an independent life. The experience, seizures, gut issues, sound familiar, and Mm -hmm. sleeping and feeding difficulties. Due to the balance and motor problems, they are usually unable to uh, or barely able to walk. Many also meet uh, a diagnostic criteria for autism. It sounds very similar okay. to autism. Yeah, I want to jump in here real quick. This is the part that I think is interesting where you can have a few different um, uh, conditions, but if the, if, the, if the diagnosis meets the criteria for autism, then you're also autistic. So when people ask, what's wrong with JJ? What's going on? So he meets the autism criteria, right. Right. but he also has a couple other things. You could have this Angelman syndrome. You can have fragile X syndrome. You can have right. cognitively delayed. You can have, so anyway, I just want to jump in there because this is an important distinction, especially if you're new to this, 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 this little industry business of autism with your, with your child, you can have a couple things and it could still be diagnosed as, as autistic. All right, jump in. Go ahead, buddy. Sorry about, sorry sure. about that. No, that was, that was good input. Again, you finally contributing to this podcast. Um, <laughs> Five years in. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. If we were in a uh, university lecture class, the prof would be like, that was a good, that was a good one. Good point. (laughs) So you're the professor in this case? All right, continue. Absolutely. Always. 
Within days of learning her daughter's diagnosis, uh, Barrett set herself a new goal, curing Quincy with her medical background. She had no trouble uh, parsing the scientific research on Angelman syndrome. She learned that it stems from a missing or mutated copy of a gene called UBE3A. You know that one, right? Um, which, <laughs> UB40, I've heard of that. Yeah, 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 UB, yeah, yeah. Which uh, generates a protein essential for healthy brain activity. People uh, inherit two copies of UBE3A from each parent, but the paternal copy is typically silent. In about 70% of people with Engelman, the maternal copy is absent and they produce none of the protein. Many others with the syndrome have a small mutation in the mother's copy, rendering it ineffective. Eager to learn what she could, Barron set an alert for Engelman on her account with uh, pub.med, the medical journal database. Almost immediately in December 2014, a paper landed in her box that suggested a bold path forward. Researchers found an, a way using snippets of RNA, the bind to DNA, you knew that, uh, to activate the silent copy of UBE3A in a mouse model of Angelman syndrome. The activating the paternal copy of the gene had reversed memory problems in these mice. Could the same, thi could the, uh, could the same thing be done for Quincy? I went out on a mission to say that I was going to ensure that ha uh, that happened for her, Barron says. In March of this year, a child with Angelman syndrome received the first dose of a therapy similar to the one used in mice. The therapy dubbed GTX102 comes from a company called GeneTX Biotherapeutics, founded by Barrett and other Angelman parents. Barrett also works with a foundation to accelerate other therapies aimed at boosting and missing protein in the heart of Angelman. GTX-102 is one of the fast-growing numbers of gene therapies coming to market. Gene therapies replace, repair, activate, or silence a gene sequence underlying a condition, rather than addressing its traits. Traditionally, the term gene therapy applied to only gene replacement, but as a variety of approaches have shown, uh, have shown promise, the phrase has come to refer to all treatments that tar target DNA or RNA. Um, gene therapies are now moving into the autism space, and Angelman trial is a sign of things to come. A success in this space will completely change the way we think about uh, genetic testing in autism, says Timothy Yu, a neurologist and a geneticist at Boston Children's Hospital in Massachusetts. Tough word to say. Uh, <laughs> that's written in there. It says tough word to say in brackets. Um, Sounds about right. It will hold out the idea that if you, uh, it will hold out the idea that if you can name the disease, you can actually do something to improve the quality of life for that child. Um, other companies are doing the same thing. Um, let me skip ahead here. Um, the initial trials for the gene TX treatment, uh, as with other early stage tests, are arbiters of safety only. The trial given the cheeky name KIK-AS, um, I'm not going to say it out loud because we'll have to change the designation on this podcast from uh, clean to dirty, um, 
will have just 20 participants, and it will take uh, at least until 2022 before the compound reaches large-scale clinical trials in children, at which point it will be evaluated for its efficacy, which is, uh, we're learning a lot about efficacy this year. Um, It's true. Even if a drug passes preliminary testing, it still might not work, or it may work only if started at birth or in the womb. Um, in other words, it might be too late for Quincy Barrett. Uh, it might be too late for Quincy. Barrett is clear-eyed about the challenges, but optimistic. I think it could be groundbreaking, she says. All right. I've got a long... This is a very meaty, lengthy article. Yeah, let me let me skip ahead. Okay, here about here's here's more about the broad impact of what we're talking about about this article. Uh, until a few years ago, the idea of curing genetic conditions such as Engelman syndrome seemed outlandish, even irresponsible. Uh, no one wanted to sow false hope for families. There is already a dearth of treatments for conditions such as the uh, such as these. The roots in the brain are complex, and getting gene therapies into a brain uh, poses its own unique challenges. The blood-brain barrier, which protects the organ from the harmful substances, complicates the delivery of any potential therapeutic compound. But unlike most causes of autism, syndromes such as Angelman, Rett, and Fragile X have a clear therapeutic target, at least in theory. They can all be traced to one dysfunctional gene and either too much or too little of the protein it encodes. In classic gene therapy, researchers insert a working version of a missing or mutated gene into an individual's, into individual cells. Generally, they load the healthy gene into a harmless virus and inject it into the person. The virus infects their cells, delivering the new gene with it. Oh, that's interesting and the cells begin to produce the missing protein. In 2017, the U.S. and Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, approved this type of gene therapy for vision loss and two types of cancer. It has since given the green light to other gene therapies. One of these therapies, Onesemnogene Aberbarvovic, marketed as Zolgensma, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore about Kirk. I have, I've, <laughs> uh, I figured that part out. I think I just had a small stroke. Anyway. Um, Is that a brand of vodka you're selling? Yes. What's happening over there? <laughs> Come down to Yuri's. Have some Osmes Mognijin Adberborvich. And we're going to market action. it. We're going to, I like how it's marketed as Zolgensma. You know. We're gonna made by actual Cossacks. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're, we're gonna make it easier, easier to pronounce by calling it Zolgensma. Um, anyway, uh, that treats a neurodegenerative condition called spiral muscular atrophy that leads to the death of motor neurons early in life. Babies with the most serious form of the condition rarely live past their second birthday. Jeez. Uh, others are never able to walk. If children receive a one-time infusion of Zolgensma, currently approved in individuals up to the up to age two, however, their motor neurons take up uh, a working copy of the gene mutated into the condition, bolstering the cell's survival and staving off the ch- the condition's consequences. Holy crow! 
The treatment approved last year demonstrates that the gene therapy could effectively reach brain cells courtesy of adeno-associated virus, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, there's much more to this article, and it'd be, if, if you are interested in it, um, <laughs> go check it out on Spectrum or Science Mag. Uh, we got the meat of it. We got the point of it. It's pretty... It just basically... We wanted to read this article or, or bring it to our podcast, bring it to light, is because this is, you know, this, this, this came out two months ago. And just to let you guys know, things are moving along. I know COVID's happening, but research hasn't stopped. Um, and this is pretty encouraging. What do you think, Kirk? Yeah, I mean, if I remember right, this the the first origin origins of this were in March. So this is, I feel like, these gut when, once they figure out these gut issues, I feel like it's all going to be very intimately connected with autism, especially from like people like my son. Yeah. He clearly has a lot of gut issues that. Uh, um, I feel like we've done articles on this before, several articles where it talks about the gut is it connected to the brain, like, and it's all mm-hmm. one one piece of thinking like it's done through, so when the stomach it's not working correctly it affects thinking in the head and traditionally we think of it all in the brain but it's all connected so i'm excited maybe i'm naive and I, this uh, isn't a miracle I, cure like we've said we've talked about yeah. gene therapy multiple times i mean it's not crispr that was the one we talked about yeah right. the, the technique and i think jill also came on one time and talked about this but um yes i'm excited i think it's a step in the right direction so it's amazing that these these like this woman kind of reminds me of Jill, this uh, Allison Barrett, just sort of these like very smart mothers that are like, I will figure this out <laughs> Yeah, by hook or crook, you know? So see, she, they are all advancing, advancing the science and we owe them, we owe them a lot. Um, want to, want to end on something, something cool and fun. Yeah, what else think it was? Maybe uh, we do our little uh, sign offs and then uh, play us out with that that uh, the other intro, the other sorry, the other video. Oh yeah, so okay, cool. Um, that's a good idea. I'm um, I'm. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, uh, rate and review. Uh, go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/altastic. Um, help us keep doing this podcast by donating. I'm at Instagram K on Instagram, I'm Mr. Graham K on Twitter, and uh, you I'm know, at, uh, yeah, Kirk Smith comedy on all your social media platforms. I've got a new book coming out this next year. Keep an eye on it for keep an eye out for it. And uh, I'll just set up this video. There's a new, there's a cute little video on the BBC's Instagram page where they're highlighting a young man uh, on the spectrum who loves to dance and how he experiences it. Yeah, his what's his name? Jamal. Jamal, and it starts with an S. Is the last name? Sarit. Sarit. Anyway, uh, he is a uh, he's this street performer in London. I think it's London in England. And he is, he's not London, but yeah, yeah, he's not in London, but it's in England. He's somewhere on the spectrum, and he just does street performance dancing, and he explains how his autism helps him do it, and he's sort of got a lot of like acclaim, and people just half the people stop it and watch him, and half the people think he's crazy. But what I like about this video is it's not someone talking about him; it's him talking about 
himself and how he feels. And um, you should look up him dancing. It's really, really quite something. That's it. Have a great week, guys. You can do it. Play us out, Graham. It's like no other feeling in the world. Like almost as close to being in love. You're in love with the style. You're in love with the way it makes you feel. Some people are bewildered by it or think I'm kind of like drunk or something, which kind of makes me laugh every time. One guy, um, he came up to me and started praying for me because he thought I was a demon or something. Broke up is patwa for broken up, which is a Jamaican dialect, and it just means you're broken up in pieces, in many pieces. It's kind of like moving your body in strange ways and kind of exploring those inner spaces within the body. Yes, It's not really about performing to people or, or showing off. It's more about me just getting lost in my imagination and escaping into another world, no matter if it's town, the woods, a shop. kind of like grew up not knowing that I had it. I started to realize like, why do I feel the need to not connect with other human beings? Dancing kind of gave me a character or a persona that I could get lost in. Just have to vibe it, you feel it, you know what I mean? And the moment you learn the isolation, you add that into the vibration and it just looks, it can create something you know, crazy. Some nodding up. The people that I used to watch that are my heroes kind of became like my online friends. Obviously, I haven't been to New York yet, but I'm planning to go. St. Anne's is often known as a deprived area, so I could kind of relate to Brooklyn in that way, you know, making something out of nothing using your imagination to escape reality and, and just make something of yourself.